episode number 36 yes sir yeah we have we had some technical difficulties prior to the the recording but uh we'll we'll have that figured out for next week for sure the boys finally got a mic not gonna sound like trash anymore yeah and me too tobe's got a new mic as well yes sir sound nice and crystal clear we're going up the stock the stock is going up but um, that being said, how you guys doing? Any news? Any any anything going on? I've been chilling. I mean, I obviously I've been hella busy. But um, shout out to all the people that doubted me on that sports betting shit because I've been <laughs> really I've been really doing my thing. So who doubted you? Uh, Justin, uh, my parents. <laughs> Everyone else. What are you betting on? So, um, Yankees, Dodgers, um, part MLB parlays. You know, just MLB games in general. Interesting. Yeah. You gonna make any NFL bets? Um. Yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of people are down the Eagles, and uh, and right yeah. So, I think the Eagles are, you know, not as bad as people say they are. So. Hopefully there'll be some favorable odds in my in my favor. So, mm. so if, anything, Toby, if anything, Toby, they're worse than what people say. <laughs> hater. Hater Justin. Giants <laughs> fan hater Justin. Sorry. Well, the Giants are gonna be better than the Eagles this year, so not even close. Not even close. Not even close. You're delusional. It's an exciting time for sports. MLB season is coming to a close, the regular season at least. Preseason, the NFL is underway. And, you know, we're at the point of the year where we're only, you know, about a month away or so from training camp in the NBA. So it's a pretty crazy time right now. But that being said, we did get a few bits of news this week. And probably none more, I guess, new newsworthy than this. Uh, on, on Tuesday of this past week, the Philadelphia 76ers star center Joel Embiid signed a four-year, $196 million Supermax contract extension with the team. Um, the extension keeps him or keeps the 2020-2021 runner-up MVP under contract through the 2026-27 season. And that's a he has a total of $261 million left on his contracts in, in total but uh you know with the Sixers locking up Embiid long term I mean what does this mean for the future of this franchise specifically in terms of you know whether or not Ben Simmons is going to be a Sixer for for that much longer what do you guys think um I think this extension should have nothing to do with Ben Simmons I do not understand why Philly wants to move Simmons so badly. 
him and Embiid can be a great duo. They really can. They're both great defenders. You know, Simmons is a great facilitator. Embiid is just, he's a force. He's good at everything. I don't, I don't, I don't think Ben Simmons is the problem. You know, he's just like I said, he's a great facilitator. He's like six, seven or however tall he is. So if he wanted to, he could really score at will on all of these smaller guards. I think they need somebody better than Tobias Harris as the second scoring option, because realistically he is the second scoring option. And to be honest, he doesn't deserve a max deal or whatever they gave him back then. So, you know, good for Embiid. Glad he got this extension. He deserves it. I hope he stays in Philly for his career. But I don't think this has anything to do with Ben Simmons. They need to figure that out separately. I don't see what the problem is with Ben Simmons, even though I've been hating on hating on him all year. Him and Embiid aren't that bad of a duo, in my opinion. I think, I think you're wrong. First of all, I think, well. Obviously, Ben Simmons and Embiid are a good duo in the NBA. Um, I personally don't think that they, them being the two best players on the team, are the best fit in terms of their play styles. Um, and I'm not sure if this contract ex- or, you know, them signing Embiid uh, to that contract will have a huge impact on Ben Simmons. But I feel like just in general, we could see Ben Simmons leaving maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but before the time his contract ends, which I believe is in 2025. Um, I just feel like Philly sort of has a sense of urgency. And we've even seen it this offseason, him and like a bunch of trade rumors and things like that. Um, I just, I feel like definitely this these last playoffs was a bad look for uh, Simmons. And I've been, I also have been hating on him pretty much all year, but I, I also understand like he is still a a good player, um, an all-star at that. So I just, I feel like if they don't make the playoffs or excuse me, if they don't make the finals either this season or next season, I think, I think he's gone. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure about short term, but long term, him staying in Philly, I think is looking kind of bleak, especially if they don't see any improvements in his offensive game. Like we all know, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA, but in terms of actually scoring the ball, especially in, in playoff basketball, I feel like if if they don't see an improvement from him, he could be gone. And also, I don't think that I mean, with that being said, I don't know if they're going to get the best return of investment for him. Like we've seen, obviously, James Harden leave, and I don't think they got – I don't think Houston had the best uh, the best trade um, in terms of that. But uh, like I said, I just feel like he's not the best fit. They've obviously had to surround Philly with a bunch of shooters to make up for the lack of shooting with Embiid and Simmons, obviously. Um, so – I would honestly not be surprised if Ben Simmons gets traded within these next couple of seasons. I think I'm honestly leaning towards Justin more than you, Tobe, in the sense that I think Ben Simmons is probably going to be a sixer 
for at least this coming season um, for multiple reasons. I think he's a win-now player, which is pretty evident. I mean, he is pretty young still, but he's definitely a win-now player who has been with the team for multiple seasons, obviously, alongside Joel Embiid. And, you know, while they're not like a, a perfect fit, um, he's he's definitely built a, a rapport with him over the years. Um, and I think the biggest thing is what the Sixers want in return for Ben Simmons is simply just not going to happen. You know, they want Damian Lillard. They want Bradley Beal. And I don't think the, the Blazers are willing to budge or the Washington Wizards are willing to budge on a, a Ben Simmons trade. So I feel like, you know, they're shooting for the, the moon with some of these trade offers. And they're probably not going to – it's not very reasonable of the Sixers to do that. Um, so I think it just makes sense for Philly to roll the dice like one more time. You know, now that they have Embiid locked up long-term – uh, it's no longer an issue of, okay, we have to win this season or next season or whatever it is because they haven't been there for so long. Uh, you'd like to see some internal improvement, obviously, from Ben Simmons, as well as some of their other young players like Tyrese Maxey, who was a standout at this year's Summer League, Matisse Thibel as well. You know, I think the Sixers could definitely uh, – exceed expectations this season they have the roster to do it i mean they were the best team in the eastern conference last year so it's entirely possible but it's tough to say i don't know i feel like i feel like he'll be a sixer this season but i don't know after that it's it's very wishy-washy yeah i mean all i've been seeing all over instagram is ben simmons is in the gym working on his jumper so you know Come come October, whenever the season start the season starts, this guy might be chucking up threes. Who knows? This guy might be not as bad as everybody's making him out to be. He's I, heard he's heard the he's heard the doubters. He's heard the haters. I find it really really hard to believe that he's going to come into this season with like a with even like a half decent jumper. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, Toby. I don't think he will too. But if he's been putting in all this work in the offseason, there's no way he doesn't come out here at least shooting, attempting threes, at least. I mean, I mean, that's true. Like, he can only go up from what he's shown, at least yeah. in the playoffs. Also, um, with his free throw shooting, that was really a point of emphasis in the playoffs. So, uh, hopefully for Philly fans, you know, he has improved in that area. And maybe we could start seeing him make some more like mid-range jumpers and things like that. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't think they can get it done. And uh, that's just being blunt. But uh, at least with this team currently constructed, I also, Justin, I really disagree with that um, Tobias Harris uh, point that you made. I don't know what, what you have against that guy. But, what do you uh, mean? I mean, you said like, He's not good enough to be a, the second score on the team. You really believe that Tobias Harris? Is I don't think a he's the. I don't think guy? he's the problem at all. Do you believe that he is the number two guy on a championship team? I don't think he is the number two guy. I think that role belongs to Ben Simmons. Ben hey, Simmons ben, is the problem. He can't be. He cannot be. Ben Simmons is not the number two scorer type player. He's like, he's like the. 
uh, whichever one was on the Bulls, whichever Harper was on the Bulls, Ron or Derek Harper, I don't know which one. Whoever was on the Bulls with MJ, that tall guy, he was only there to facilitate and play defense, and they won a three-peat with that guy. That's all Ben Simmons needs to be there to do is facilitate and play defense. They can get somebody else to score with Embiid. I don't know. I don't think that – I don't know. I don't think that Tobias Harris is the problem. I don't think that scoring is – I don't really think that – I think they have scores. Like, they definitely have capable scores that can get shots on their own. But I feel like – I mean, we saw at this playoffs, Ben Simmons was basically – exploited he was an offensive liability i i completely agree ben simmons needs to be able to score the guy's six seven six eight however tall he is he's playing point guard he's going up against people half a foot shorter than him but that's not obviously that's not what he's doing okay okay but you put you replace tobias harris with middleton we see middleton Obviously, the Sixers dude. are literally going to the finals if you replace them. No, no, no. I don't. I don't <laughs> yes. agree. I do not agree. Now Middleton. Agree. Now you guys love Middleton. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Middleton. Chris really, Middleton really, is worlds better than Tobias Harris. I disagree. See, I disagree. I, I don't agree at all. But because you're a casual. All right. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Did you guys see that video of Ben Simmons like working out with some trainers and he like gets a screen and goes like blows by the second defender and dunks it? Yeah. It's funny. A lot of people were saying like, who is defending Ben Simmons that closely in the NBA? (laughs) Who who is going over a screen against Ben Simmons? Yeah, for real. I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Like, I don't know what he's trying to show us, but. I'm not. I'm not going to be impressed until he starts hitting threes in in an actual NBA game consistently. But yeah, facts. Yeah, I I do think. Uh, I mean, good for Embiid. I'm pretty sure he negotiated this contract by himself. Like he didn't have his own agent. He did it all by himself. So, kudos to him. Embiid securing the bag. But uh, yeah. Not much left to say, I guess, here. Now we can move over to the Western Conference, a team that is also, uh, you know, a mystery, and that's the Golden State Warriors. You know, this is a team that I don't think we've really talked about very much outside of when they were in the playing tournament. But uh, And obviously Steph having an MVP-like season last year. But they got some good news, relatively good news, I guess, uh, because they have reportedly – have a return date in mind for their shooting guard, all-star shooting guard, Clay Thompson, Christmas Day against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, They expect Thompson to return from his ACL injury that he suffered against the Toronto Raptors in June of 2019, the NBA Finals, of course. And then again, in November 2020, he tore his right Achilles tendon. Um, I believe that was during a practice. So he's been sidelined for basically two seasons now and again they are kind of looking at a christmas day return which would be a kind of cool thing to see on christmas day um but that being said i mean what do you guys think of clay thompson and the warriors in general like do you guys think he's going to be 
a-okay ready to go by the time he's set to return do you think the warriors are you know a title contender if he's back what do you guys make of this whole situation uh i like toby go see what i think is. i think it's gonna have a significant impact for the warriors and i do feel like this i feel like this has a I always say like a 50-50 shot at them contending for another championship, depending on obviously how well he plays. Um, but the thing about Clay is like, obviously we all know he can score at will without even having to dribble the ball. He, like he doesn't have to rely on his athleticism at all to obviously shoot threes, which is, I mean, in my opinion, he, he's probably the second best shooter in the league behind Steph, uh, you could argue third or second best of all time. And I don't think that's really a stretch either. Um, <clears throat> so I don't think that's going to change. And the fact that the Warriors pretty much have the same exact system that they've had. I mean, they still got the core guys of Curry, Draymond Green, uh, you know, Steve Kerr. And I feel like once he returns, they're just going to hit the ground running they obviously know how to play with each other. Um, I don't think that Clay is going to have as big, as big of an impact on the defensive side as he once did. I mean, he was a great defender. Now he might just be average. I mean, obviously those injuries are going to impact his uh, lateral movement and things like that. Um, so I don't think – so he's definitely not going to return as, you know, good of a player as he was – beforehand but i still think he can put up good points and play good defense uh in that system like i said and he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder there's a lot of people that are gonna be doubting him there's a lot of people that don't think the warriors have it anymore and i feel like i feel like he's he might just turn back the clock warriors might be right back where they were uh, yeah, I just I completely agree with everything you had to say, Toby. Gonna hit the hit the ground running, and you know even if he doesn't, even if he does come back only 60, 70, you know, seventy five percent not fully healthy. The Warriors, their depth at that position at the wings specifically, they still have Andrew Wiggins. They just drafted Moses Boozy and Jonathan Kaminga. They got plenty of guys around Clay's position to help him ease back into it, even if he isn't at, you know, 85, 90% health. You know, we got you, Clay. We'll, you know, we'll hold it down while you get your feet under you. You know, help him save some energy for the playoffs, perhaps. I think the Warriors are, you know, six to nine seed in the West. Might even get to the second round, depending on the matchup. And I think that might even be worst case scenario because best case scenario, you know, he had two seasons off. Guy comes back fully healthy. They're right back into, you know, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but prior, so prior to the 2019 NBA Finals, the finals where Clay was injured, he had only missed 25 regular season games in his entire career in eight seasons. 25 games he he only missed in eight seasons damn eight years he missed 25 games that's i mean that's that's ridiculous and 
a Christmas Day return would mark 30 months since Clay Thompson's last appearance in an NBA game. So, I mean, you have to imagine there's going to be some rust to shed off once he returns. But that being said, I mean, like you guys both mentioned, shooters, and particularly Clay Thompson, they tend to age pretty gracefully, even with, you know, injuries like this. Thompson was never a guy that really relied on elite athleticism to become as great as he has, you know, being one of the better two-way wings in the NBA. Uh, I do think he's probably going to take a step back defensively because he was obviously regarded as one of the better defenders in the league when he was at full strength. Um, you know, his mobility is obviously going to be hampered coming off two major surgeries like this. But I'm I'm excited to see Clay come back finally. I hope that he finds his footing. Um, but in terms of where I think the Warriors are going to finish this season, I'll give a best-case scenario and worst-case scenario and then what I honestly believe. I think best-case scenario, they're probably a three-seed behind the Lakers and Jazz. I think best-case scenario, again, Steph probably has another MVP season or like season close to it. Uh, James Wiseman takes a, a leap in in the second season after kind of an underwhelming rookie year. Andrew Wiggins continues to to reshape his own narrative, and he's one of the better starters in the NBA. Uh, Jordan Poole, I think he could – Best case scenario for him, he's a sixth man of the year candidate for the Warriors. And then the the rookies, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, they both end up making an all-rookie team. I think that's best case scenario for the Warriors. Worst case scenario is they're probably like a seventh seed. Steph regresses to the mean after, you know, his historic season. Wiseman fails to to make an impression in season two. Wiggins doesn't mesh well like the Warriors think that he would with Clay once he comes back. And then, of course, Clay, he just never can find his footing after the injuries. And the rookies don't make the impact that they were kind of drafted to. But I feel like the what's most likely is going to happen is just somewhere in between where they're probably like a four or five seed and they win a playoff series. And then next season is when they have like legitimate title hopes again for the first time in however many years it's been. But again, it's a very interesting team to talk, to think about. Uh, There's just so many possible outcomes with them because there's just so many players that can swing one way or the other, but it's gonna be exciting see this team in action again i honestly as much as i as much as i was hating them back when they had kd and they won 73 games you know i really am excited to see them back in action yeah i agree i honestly think that they can i think they can get really far in the playoffs possibly even uh make it to the western conference finals i don't think that's i don't think that's too far of a stretch um and like i forgot to mention I'm super excited for Wiseman and uh, also Jordan Poole. I think I think those two can really step up this year. Uh, obviously, you know, we they could just be the same old players that they are, but 
I yeah, I think I think this year might be a, a really, really good year for the Warriors. Like Wiseman could be so great. Like he had flashes of just like what the hell? That like mm-hmm. that's not what a seven footer should be doing. But it's just I feel like the system that he plays in with the Warriors is so complex. Like if he had gotten drafted to a team like the Hornets or something, like if he had fallen to three instead of LaMelo Ball, like I think it would be a completely different outcome for him because like I feel like they play more freely and they just let their players play, whereas the Warriors are kind of like you have to fit into this structure, and if you don't know how to play this system of basketball, then you're not going to work. So I don't know. It is a little concerning. Yeah, I agree. But it is his second year in the system. He's probably a little more familiar with it now. And a lot of it, I feel like, just depends on, like, the chemistry and, like, how the team is feeling ending off the regular season. Like, I feel like that that has a huge impact as well on how they're going to do in the playoffs. And I guess Wiseman, we'll see. Wiseman was also injured for most of last season, too. Yeah. So, again, it's just there's the possible outcomes of this team. It's just there's such a wide, wide net, really. You have no idea which way it's gonna go. Um, but I'm excited again, man. It's gonna be a fun year for them. Uh, but that being said, now we are inching closer and closer to the 2021-2022 regular season. And on Friday, the league released the full schedule for the regular season. Um, And I think a pretty cool thing that they did, the league is doing at least this season, is in celebration of the league's 75th anniversary, the schedule is going to feature numerous quote-unquote NBA 75 classic matchups. These matchups, um, again, are just celebrating some of the most historic moments in NBA history. Um, you know, some of them include Justin, like your Knicks. Uh, they play the Toronto Raptors on November 1st, which is an anniversary of the league's first regular season game between the Knicks and the Toronto Huskies back in 1946. Uh, There's a game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Los Angeles Lakers, which is commemorating the 50th anniversary of the LA Lakers setting the longest winning streak in NBA history, which happened back on January 7th, 1972. So it's, you know, I think the NBA is doing a pretty cool thing here with these classic matchups but what do you guys think do you think this is a cool initiative by the nba i love it i love it you know it gives it gives the regular season gives the games a little bit more meaning for the players it gives the fans something to look forward to other than you know just the christmas games and the the all-star break and stuff like that it gives us it gives us a little you know i you know it gives us something to look forward to and i can only imagine how much more like you know, how much more the players are going to be, you know, going at each other because they, you know, it's in the back of their head. You know, this is a rivalry. This is literally a day one rivalry between us and the Hawks. So we got to, we got to bring it. So that'll be fun to see. And uh, yeah, you know, 
make it look cool make it more fun yeah i agree and uh i honestly feel like that the nba should do more more things like this in terms of making some uh regular season games that might be overlooked making them a little more interesting um and like recently we saw uh in the mlb they had the field of dreams game which oh i mean they played in the middle of nowhere in a cornfield in iowa and that game happened to be like the most viewed mlb game since like i think like 2005 or something like that so i think any honestly anything to get more viewers to watch um is obviously going to be a good thing and even like in the nfl we've seen them play uh like overseas in uh in england and different parts of the world so i would i would like to see the nba do more you know interesting wild things like that um i mean obviously it would get more viewers and just make some of the games more interesting i i really like this uh like justin said it might bring out some more intensity out of the players uh because it's 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 like more personal like obviously they want to win they they want to you know, so the uh, probably some of the older fans who maybe were around to watch that era of basketball, like show them like I, there's still a rivalry here. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's I think it's uh, a good move. I saw a the NBA posted a, like a promotions banner for the 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 original or like the very first game in league history between Toronto and New York. Apparently tickets were going for seventy five cents. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> like, can you imagine an NBA game? <laughs> you pay less than a dollar for a seat at a you game. Pull up, you pull up to MSG courtside for seventy five cents. Yeah, dude. I mean, literally, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm. It's pretty cool though. There's some other matchups. Another Knicks game. Um. On March second, between the six, the Knicks and the Sixers, which is obviously in, uh, you know, memory, I guess, of Wilt Chamberlain's hundred point game. Yeah, and that's what I thought it was for. There was, there's, th- there's going to be three games in December as well, between the Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors. They're each going to play each other, because those are the original three teams from the NBA or the BAA, I guess you can call it. That's what it was called back then. So they've, those three teams, the Knicks, Celtics, and Warriors have been in every single season of the leagues, you know. Wow. Entirety, I guess. So they're all going to play each other during December before Christmas. Um, So that's pretty cool. But I feel like it's a good idea to, you know, it, it, it'll remind fans how long the NBA has been operating. It's going to – I think they're going to do a good job kind of paying homage to some of those players that obviously were breaking all those records. You know, I feel like Wilt Chamberlain, for whatever reason, is not like a player that's discussed. Whenever we talk about like all-time players, that's always a name that's forgotten for whatever reason. Um, I feel like we're going to learn a lot of history this year. I think also, this is just me speculating, but we might see some pretty cool throwback jerseys in some of these games or yes, court something. I don't know. I feel like that might be part of it. 
I hope so. That would be cool. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Actually, yeah, I I wanted to bring that up because I was just thinking like they used to make these players wear the short shorts like they did <laughs> back in the day. I remember there I think it was a game like probably a decade ago between the Celtics and the Lakers. Obviously, that was when all the players used to wear the even longer shorts than they do now, like past their knees and stuff like that. And that was the style. And they made all these players on the Celtics and Lakers wear short shorts like they did back in the day. And I remember Kobe, after the game, he was like, I felt violated. I felt like I was playing <laughs> naked. And uh, that was just funny. But short shorts, they're coming back in style, I feel like. so. Oh, they definitely are. If you watch the summer league at all, like some oh, yeah. of the younger guys, that's definitely the style now. Like Jalen Green, his shorts are like, well, maybe a little too short. He I he did an interview with uh Taylor Rooks, I think. I think it was her. He said he tucks the bottom of his shorts underneath his like compression shorts. <laughs> I don't know if I'm with that. I don't know if I'm with that. Huh. So it's not flopping around all the time, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's just me again speculating. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but it'll be fun. But I mean, uh there's obviously the whole schedule was released for all 30 teams. Are there any matchups that you guys saw that you guys are gonna be excited to watch? Christmas games. Christmas they all yeah. they all look fire. Any one in particular? I was going to say, <clears throat> uh, obviously, Lakers-Nets. Hopefully, they played each other a couple times last year, but I think AD was out for one of those games, and um, I think either KD or, or Harden was out for one of those games. So, hopefully, hopefully, those two squads are fully healthy. We could see, you know, it'll basically be like an all-star game from 10 years ago. Like, it's going to be sick. <laughs> and then uh, – Obviously, Warrior Suns. I want to see, you know, Clay's return. Hopefully, he returns by then. Um, that should be a really fun game. And there was two two other ones, not not Christmas games, but two that I'm really I'm personally uh, super excited to watch. Uh, the first one is the Bucks Nets. I think they play. I think they play on opening day. Actually, um, that's. I feel like that's going to be pretty intense, especially if we see a healthy big three. I think they're. I think they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder, and obviously, being a Nets fan, I hope. I hope that they win, uh, but I think that's going to be a really action-packed game. <clears throat> and the other one, um, I'm not sure when they're going to play, but I'm excited to watch Lamelo Ball versus Lonzo Ball, hmm. Bulls versus Hornets, especially especially if the Hornets decide to sign. Uh, jello so we get to see all three ball brothers in the same game uh those two those two go at it like they want to prove to each other that one of them is better than the other and i gotta say i think last year Lamelo ball won that battle so we're, we're gonna see you know how that turns out this year oh Ooh, excuse me um i'm pretty sure it's opening week um you know, Knicks Hawks. I think it's opening week. I'm excited for that. 
Um, I'm excited. I'm actually really excited for when the Nets and the Warriors play because I want to see Kevin Durant go up against the somewhat healthy Warriors team. Um, and yeah, Toby, the the Ball Brother matchup. Definitely excited for that. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just weird. The regular season, like they always look great on paper, and then by the time that point of the season comes around, it's like three of the players, top players are injured or something. Yeah. Never lives up to its billing. But, I mean, yeah, all those Christmas Day games are looking good. Still a little pissed the Nuggets didn't get a, uh, a Christmas Day game. But, hey. Well, maybe get a better team and some better players. Keep sleeping. Nah. We only, we only have the MVP. Of the <laughs> I guess that's not enough. But, I mean, I think uh, I also feel like Sometimes that league is like forcing rivalries that don't really exist. Like the Hawks and Knicks, for example, like I understand that they had a pretty entertaining playoff series, but it was like, if we're being honest, I mean, it was pretty one-sided. I mean, they won in five games. No, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been is the thing. It shouldn't have been. And I understand that the Knicks got, you know, at least on paper got better this off season, but like, I don't know. It's just it just seems really forced. They and I don't know if it's gonna necessarily like live up to what people think it is. I feel like there's just like for example, I think a Knicks Nets all the Knicks Nets games are gonna be way more intriguing than Knicks Hawks. Like last year, they were very close. They like two of them came down to the wire, and again, like I just said, the Knicks on paper at least improved. And I think they're going to be able to compete with Brooklyn even better now. Yeah, we're winning those. We're winning those Battle of NY games. No, you're not. Those games are going to be fun. So I'm I'm excited. We'll see see you four times this season, Toby. Four and oh and four. Four and oh, baby. Nope. (laughs) No way. If you go, okay. I said it here. I said it here right now. If the Knicks go four and oh against the Nets, I will buy an RJ Barrett jersey. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's how confident I am that the Nets are going to sweep. They're no. literally going to sweep. Wait, so you said if they go. If, oh no, if, if they go 0 the and 4. Win a single game. Oh, wait, what? No, 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 no. 0 and 4. If the Knicks go, if the no. Knicks sweep the season series, he'll no, buy an RJ yeah. jersey. <laughs> Not sweeping the season series. Okay, but if the Nets, if the Nets can sweep the series, I don't think that'll happen either. All right, Justin. Then you have to get a uh, a Blake Griffin jersey. Okay. <laughs> Ew. So random. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Blake, though. Shout out Blake. No, 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 not shout out Blake. <laughs> well, um, well, that's basically like all the actual NBA news we have right now. But there was some other news in the world of. NBA 2K that we got, that being the uh, upcoming or the next installment of the game, NBA 2K22. The company released some player ratings on social media, and, um, you know, per usual, it was debated as to who was too high, who was overrated, who was underrated. We haven't gotten a lot of players yet, but we did get some of the top players, some of the rookies, some of the international players. So I'll ask you this first. 
who that we've seen thus far is rated too high in NBA 2K22? In my opinion, first of all, Rudy Gobert. He's an 88. No doubt about it. The guys, you know, go to defender, but he's got no offensive game. I don't know where they got an 88 from. Maybe like an 84, 85, just based off the defense. And um, Cade Cunningham is an 80 overall, and he hasn't stepped foot on an NBA court. I don't think I – the guy who was right below him on the list, I'm pretty sure, was Dennis Schroeder. He's not a better play, better player than Dennis Schroeder by any means. He hasn't even stepped foot on the court yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To be completely honest, I don't think that the ratings were too bad in terms of players being too high. Players being too low, I definitely, there's a few of them that I want to mention. But one player that I think might be a little bit too high, and I don't know if Dory's going to like this, but I said I said MPJ. I don't know if he deserves to be an 84. I mean, they gave him the same rating as Ben Simmons. I don't know if he's, you know, on Ben Simmons' level. Obviously, they're completely different players. But I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd give him an 84. I think some of the players that are below him maybe deserve that a little more. Obviously, we haven't seen the full, you know, like every NBA player's rating. But I think he's a little closer to like an 82. I don't. I think he's got to work on his consistency a little bit. Obviously, he can score, like, with ease when he when he's on. But I don't know. I don't know if he's an eighty-four. I don't know. Well, first of all, I agree with you, Justin. I think Rudy Gobert at eighty-eight is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I don't mind. See, I don't mind that though. I think I think Gobert's right around there, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. It's just weird how two K's ratings work. I mean, he's not, like, a very athletic player. Obviously, he's pretty limited offensively. Like, I feel like he would only have good rebounding and, like, block ratings. And somehow that equates to an 88 overall, which is – I don't understand how that works. But I also noticed that they didn't release Donovan Mitchell's rating yet. Mm -hmm. And if Gobert is an 88, that means Donovan Mitchell has to be at least a 90 in this game. Like I agree. He better be. If he's not, then something's up with 2K. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to fight you on this MPJ thing, because I think you're right. <laughs> I feel you think like he's an 84? You legit think he's, he's an 84? I mean, he's – I mean, he has – he's one. He's definitely one of the better shooters in the entire league. Like, I feel like his shooting ratings are probably, like, juiced – and I know in 2K, like, those ratings and athleticism are what necessarily, like, contribute to overall the most. Like, if you have, like, high vertical speed acceleration, that generally tends to boost your overall a lot. Same thing with, like, three-point shooting, mid-range shooting, whatever. Like, that generally tends to make your overall higher. So I would imagine he's probably going to have good shooting stats. He's a good rebounder, so he's probably going to have high rebounding stats as well. I don't know. It's yeah, maybe. Like, I can see it. But I also saw Jamal Murray is a freaking 85, so that's just – I mean, what are you doing there? I guess we can now go <laughs> players is too low. Yeah. 
Jamal Murray at 85. I don't care if he's injured. That's freaking ridiculous. Like, what are we saying? At least an 87, I think, for Jamal. But two other players, I said Trey Young at an 89. I mean, got to be at least a 90, in my opinion. And then I said Kevin Durant, which is like, might sound weird because he's a 96, but like, I don't understand why 2K is afraid to like give players a high overall, like go close to 99. Like, especially this year, KD displayed all season long that not only can he score on literally any player in the entire league, that he can also, you know, be a playmaker, play defense. Like, I don't know. I feel like he should be like a 98 in this game. And I think 2K is just afraid to not have LeBron as like the highest rating player in the game when it when it's like pretty obvious that he's like just not the best player in the league anymore, which is like okay, but like I don't know, it just feels weird. Yeah, I agree. That and there was like four players at 96. Yeah. Or something. Well, I definitely feel like I mean, obviously, like this isn't gonna be their final overall rating throughout the season uh you mentioned jamal murray i feel like probably the the injury that he got is a big factor to why he's an 85 i honestly think he should be at least like an 87 uh so that was one player that i thought was too low um another player and this kind of hurt a little bit but that's uh kevin porter jr Mm. They put that man at a 77. I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. And he I saw him uh tweet to Ronnie 2K. He's like, Have you not been watching like any of my games? <laughs> and Ronnie was like, like, he's basically like, Oh yeah, we rate you for the entire season, not just one game. And then and then KPJ was like, Yeah, I'm convinced this guy doesn't watch any NBA basketball. <laughs> I think I think KPJ's uh, offensive impact should make him at least at least a 79, probably an 80, in my opinion. I think I think he's past the point of being a 77 overall. He's obviously entering, I think, his third season. So I I definitely feel like that's not going to be his his final overall uh, by the time the season ends. Now, Toby, you know especially that I hate that guy, Ronnie 2K. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I have I take every chance I can to bash that guy and how terrible this game is. There are four players here that I have that are too low. Bradley Beal. I don't know if you saw Jory, but I know Toby saw his wife was coming crazy. At Ronnie 2K, she was like, this guy doesn't know anything. He's a joke. And she was right. Because currently in 2K21, he's a 93. In 2K22, they have him at an 89. Yes. What are we saying? Yeah, how do, that doesn't even make sense. How do you drop four overall points in an offseason? Uh, Trey Young, Jory, you already said it, 89. I think he needs to be a 90 even though the one overall really isn't going to make a difference. He needs to be a 90. Zach Levine is an 87. Yeah, that was another player. 
The one thing I, the one guy who was above him was um, Chris Middleton. He was in 88. I don't have a problem with that. I think Zach Levine needs to be like an 88 or an 89. I think his just offensive abilities, you know, he's, he can literally do anything. You guys score from anywhere. And then the one that I just saw right before I joined the call that they just put out, Westbrook is an 85. He's Ooh. one overall. He's one overall higher than LaMelo Ball. Ooh, that's actually kind of nuts. Well, I feel like they probably – it's stupid that they, like, do this, but they're probably, like, knocking his rating because he's on the Lakers. And, like, if they had, like – I mean, that <laughs> would just be, like, an OP team. If they had, you know, 96 overall LeBron, whatever Anthony Davis's overall is, and then, you know, like – an close to 90 overall Russell Westbrook that would just be like unfair but then again it's like we've had teams in the past like I don't it like why does it why does that matter but like yeah 2k sucks can't really <laughs> can't go can't really say anything else about it um but last thing which guys or which players overall will make the biggest jump this season Toby you already mentioned the player that I was gonna say Kevin Porter Jr., I think he's going to definitely continue to grow as a player, uh, especially alongside Jalen Green. And I think by the end of the season, if everything goes right, he'll be like a, you know, in the low 80s by the end of this year. But what do you guys think? I agree. Well, I, yeah, I agree with you. But um, I already know what's happening, I already know it's going to come around. They're going to disrespect this man, R.J. Barrett, give him like a 77. And <laughs> you two better look out for this man. Breakout season, I promise hey, you. Breakout season. R.J. Barrett. Okay, train. I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> give you that. You, you've Before kind of been on You were even on the hype chain, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I'll give you that. This man, R.J. Barrett. 88 overall, at least, I guarantee it by the end of the no, season. No, no, no. I guarantee it. 88 I guarantee maybe, it. I guarantee maybe it. Maybe an 82. Because he, 82. I think in 2K21 right now, I think he's an 84. What? That's so. If he's an 84 right now in 2K21, I don't know if I. That's that's kind of high. Nah, I think that's a little too high. My opinion. What is Julius Randall? What? What is Julius Randall's overall? 87, 88, I think. Okay, there's no way he should be an 84. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That seems a little high. Maybe by the end of this year, but so you said he's going to be an 89, 88, 88, oh, 88. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to have a hell of a RJ Barrett. I listen to me right here, right now. All right, RJ Barrett is putting up at least 22 and a half this game this season. No, no way, at least, no way, there's least. no way. Him and Randall are going to be averaging like 60 a game. Okay. If he puts up 22 and a half, I will buy an RJ Barrett jersey. Okay. And if the Knicks sweep, I'll buy two RJ Barrett jerseys. You have to buy an RJ and a Miss Robinson jersey. Oh, God. Okay. Fine. <laughs> All right. Fine. All right. Um, I think you're wrong, but I guess we'll see because obviously we have no idea. In my opinion, Jory already mentioned him. I think KPJ is going to be in the 80s 
hopefully like an 81, 82 um, by the end of the season. I think another player who he might not go up a lot, but I think if he shows improvement, he can go up at least, you know, two or three points. And that's uh, LaMelo Ball. I think uh, he impressed a lot of people last year, but if this year, if he can make like an all-star uh, all-star team, I think he has a shot at being like an 86, 87, maybe even an 88. <clears throat> and uh, lastly, I put down uh, Rui, Rui Hachimura. Hmm. I think – Like that pick. I, I mean, they put him at, I think, like a 78, which is a little bit questionable. But if he has a good season, I think he can easily get up to like an 81, 82. Um, also, depending on how like the Wizards are as a team. I I was high on him before last season. I thought he was he was one of my picks for most improved, I think. Obviously, he didn't get that, but I – think he has improved a lot last season. I think he's only going to continue to get better, especially uh, like on the defensive side. I think he's really good. So, yeah, I think I think we could see uh, a lot of improvement out of him in terms of his 2K rating. Yeah. I can, I can see that. I can see that. Everybody on the Knicks is going up. That's all you got to know. No. Even D Rose, even D Rose is going to go up. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but uh, let's see. Let's see. Keep sleeping on these Knicks. I promise you it's going to be the Listen, worst thing you'll ever do. There is no way. There's no way RJ is going to average 22 and a half. RJ <laughs> is going to be an all star. He's going to be an all star. There's no way. There's no way. There's literally no way. I feel like RJ can get better. With worse stats, like he might look like he had a down year in year three, but you have to remember that they're bringing in Kemba and Evan Fournier, like okay. two pretty huge pieces of an offense. Yeah. Chunk. That's why, that's why I would make the best NBA coach because Kemba and that other old guy have already had their day. <laughs> we know we know they're not all NBA players. We that can't be said about RJ. We don't know what this guy is about. So give this guy all the ball as much as he can and let him show what he's gonna be about. All right, you got you got Kemba and Fournier for a reason. You guys needed more scoring and you guys needed a closer. Yeah. RJ could have been both of those things. <sighs> and we'll never know. <laughs> Not we'll never know, but I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. I don't know what they put that guy, Cam Thomas, at in this game. By the end of the season, he's going to be at least in the 80s. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I don't even think they have him listed. Yeah, they probably, probably put him, at, like, him 70... off at like a 74, 75. No, because they released all the rookie ratings, I think. Well, the top 10, I guess. And he wasn't on there, so... I guess he's gonna be. What was uh, Josh Giddy rated? Seventy-five. Yeah, I don't know. Seems a little, seems a little high. I don't think this guy Ronnie Two K watches basketball. I'm just gonna he's say. Done. Well, no, I don't. I also don't think he's like the main dude making all the ratings. So. But he's like the he is like the represent like he's 
he represents the entire 2K. Just like, the, the face of the front, the company. He doesn't. I feel they like they that. gotta fire that guy. He I'm probably sorry. doesn't even do that much. He's just out there. But he's he just so really like. He really doesn't do a thing. But he's like, he's not even respectful with it either. He like, <laughs> he's like he'll willingly like go back and forth with NBA players and be like, okay, hey, well, that's probably because he gets guys like me going into his Twitter DMs saying you your shitty game. You know, I just talking think that down. I think they need somebody. Somebody, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but who knows? It is just a video game, so yeah, true. Well, that's that. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to mention before we sign off. Um. Uh, Yankees are going to win the World Series. And I've been saying it for months and people doubted me, but obviously they're on like a nine game winning streak. So things are looking good in terms of that. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but uh, watch out for RJ. I've tried to tell you guys, I tried to tell you all. You didn't tell me nothing. Justin. By the end of the season, you're going to be like, this guy, RJ, stinks. I've <laughs> been saying it since the second we drafted him. He's going to be the next T-Mac. He's not T-Mac. He's not T-Mac. He's not since T-Mac. The, since day one. When he is the next T-Mac. Oh, my gosh. You I, can all... I will say, though, he he did have some uh, some flashes last year. He looked really good. I was. That's all I'm gonna say, though. That's all I'm gonna keep it at. Obviously, he had some flashes. That's about it, though. So, I sure definitely don't think he's gonna make an All Star uh, team this year. <laughs> yeah, maybe because your team is hogging all of them. Damn. What can I say? You guys got three of them over there. Yeah, four. Once Cam Thomas is out, you bought <laughs> you bought a championship, Toby. If you even win it. Yeah, we're still going to win it, though. So, I mean, the Knicks can buy a championship, too. Yeah, but we don't do that. We build culture Cause around you can't, here. Because you can't do that. Culture. Because we can't do that. We're the New York Knicks. We can we can afford whoever we want. Haven't recruited a good free agent since freaking Carmelo. Yeah, well, you can thank uh, Dolan for that one. Oh, my gosh. The beef. <laughs> Battle of New York. Well, you're lucky you're all the way out there in the middle of Denver, Jory, in the middle of nowhere. Hey, you shout be, out Denver. Jory, you, I, Jory you are underestimating your own team, I feel like, a lot of times. No, I just – I'm realistic, unlike you two. No, no, no. I think I think that the – depending on how Jamal plays, I think they can be a two-seed, honestly. Well, I mean, yeah, that's – I don't even think that's saying that much, though, because they finished – But you didn't put them in your top three earlier. You said it was going to be Lakers, Jazz – and Warriors. I said that was best case scenario in terms of a Warrior season. Like, I would probably have them, like, fourth. All right. Nuggets are going to be better than the Jazz. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I don't think well. I think the Nuggets are going to be, like, a, not even a playing team. <laughs> not even a playing team. It'll be right down there with the Grizzlies. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. MVP. Yep. Total. Oh, jeez. Rest of the playoffs. Makes sense. Well... I got nothing else. I think I got one more thing. Oh, okay. I I was underestimating the Bulls also 
uh, a couple episodes ago. They're going to be better than the Knicks. Nope. No. They're going to be. They're going to have a better (laughs) record than the Knicks. God, this guy Toby is losing his mind. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Say all this to rile up Justin. But that has been on my mind, and I just wanted to get that off my chest. So, well, you know what's been on my mind: the Bulls are going to be terrible, and Lonzo Ball's overrated. Should have came with the Knicks. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see. Gosh, this is going to be a fun season. But until then, until the season starts, that's going to do it for another episode, of Full Court Report. So, until next time, we'll see you. From myself, Jory Mickens, and my two co-hosts, Justin Sadovi and Chris Tobias, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Full Court Report NBA Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Full C Report, on Instagram at the.fullcourt.report. Like and comment on this video and subscribe so you never miss a minute of action.